rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. I'm here. I'm queer. Get used to it. How's everybody doing? Let's see. I think you can hear me. I did a little test before I got on air. I made a mistake. I started updating different programs like an hour before the show started, which is never a good idea. But I think I got it to work. So, all right, guys. Uh, my name is Tara Devlin. We meet here every Saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels and then and also Twitch and where else? I don't know. Somewhere else. Twitter, Periscope. And then we are rebroadcast starting Sunday on Progressive Voices or anytime on the Progressive Voices app and GDPR Revolution 99 and SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes. Um, do me a favor and give this show a review on iTunes. Share the show with your friends. If you can, please become a patron of the show, and that will help because it will help me um, feel like this actually means something. I, you know, this week I went through a, a, a bit of ups and downs. A few uh, you guys know I was sick a couple of weeks out of the, you know, this month. I was sick two weeks out of the month of February, and I'm feeling better, you know, knock on wood or whatever, but I I guess I got a little down in general, thinking about my life and wondering what the meaning of life is, you know, and I started thinking, I mean, am I stupid or something for just pouring money into this show and, and RDT Daily? Maybe I should just put it, I don't know, Pull the plug and get the hell out of here. Move to Ireland. Get my Irish citizenship, which I can do because I, my grandparents were Irish. And get the F out of this country That's that causes me a lot of stress. But I don't know. That's what happened. I go up and down. I have, I've, uh, I guess we all do. This is a tough time in, in this world. But then I start thinking, like, what's, what's, what's going to happen to me when I'm old? You know? Am I going to? I mean, this this is a merciless country. Am I going to regret all the money I poured into this crap? It's not crap. I enjoy it, but and I also believe in it. But, you know, I would like, uh, I guess, the feedback of uh, it actually meaning something, meaning that we build a community. That's a, I, I appreciate everybody who's here. You're kind of like early adopters, but... We definitely need to grow. That's all I'm going to say. And um, also, I want to thank Sam M. Sam M. Samuel M. He sent me a very nice donation, and I'm sending you a nice thank you gift. So it's coming in the mail. So please forgive me because I didn't get to the mailbox all for over a week. So I'm not sure exactly when you sent this, and I hope it doesn't mess, mess you up or anything but um I want to preach I really want to say thank you. And and for everyone else who is a patron, um thank you. All right? Uh one of the things that's half the battle, but we can also I think uh rally more to the cause. And the more that we get the to become patrons and to donate and to buy merch, that's the other thing. That will help us stay afloat. That, uh, I, I mean, maybe if somebody knows how to get this merchandise up in the rankings or something, that's another thing. Like, if you do a Google or you do, 
because uh, we have an Etsy store and we have a um, what do you call it Shopify store. So if but if you do a search on Etsy, the stuff is like way 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 on a few pages. So I'm not really sure how to get that stuff up there. So I think that will help us. You know, the more people buy stuff, the more we can actually pay writers, hire more writers. And there you go. I mean, that's really the plan. So hopefully that's the plan. That'll mean it's going to happen. But right. anyway, uh, as we say, uh, we make plans and God laughs. God, so to speak. You know what I mean? That's just the way it is. So, okay. So this week um, uh, I had, I guess I'm stressed out too, because another thing is because I was sick, right? Everybody knows. And uh, then I have... I'm, I don't have health care, so it's coming. So this month, see, I work, I'm, I'm an independent contractor. I have to work. I take side jobs. I, work, I, I do work in television on the side. Like, I do this, and I also, I'm a comedian, and I also do work in TV. Anyway, but, so, um, anyway, so when I can buy into insurance from a company, sometimes you get to do that. That's what I've done. So I've bought into insurance, but that insurance is running out. This is this is this crappy country. This is what we have to deal with in this country, right? If you don't uh, have a lord to serve, you're you're basically on your own. So I've so because I have a company in my name, I I'm able to I don't know. I was doing some searches. This is what pissed me off uh, online just searching about you know, on the exchange, you know, thankfully there is the exchange. You can get insurance on the exchange, but it's not cheap as people know. But then, uh, I was searching about, uh, like the freelancers union and things like that. But, um, so I had these people calling me and somebody called me and I was talking to this person. He's like a broker, I suppose. And he was saying, well, you know, he's taking my history, my, my medical history. And he's like, well, you're, you're relatively, you're healthy, so you don't really need um, this or that, like some big plan. Why don't you just have this with this $10,000 deductible? And, you know, but the whole thing that pissed me off, I mean, first of all, a $10,000 deductible is ridiculous. So you, you, you're basically paying out of your pocket until you meet this ridiculous deductible. And then, but for him to say, oh, well, you're healthy. Well, that's the nature of health, for Christ's sake. I, I could be healthy today, but unhealthy tomorrow. Then another person that I spoke to, he had this private plan or whatever, some PPO plan. And that's, that's what all it pissed me off. PPO, EPO, HMO, EMO. We, I mean, we, like, leave me alone. I just want my medicine. I want to, I, if I get sick, I want to go to a doctor, okay? And I don't want to go bankrupt. Wouldn't that be nice? So um, he's like, he started asking me about my medical history, what, about my pre-existing conditions and whatnot. And I was like, I thought, I said to him, I thought you weren't allowed to ask me these questions anymore, to ask these questions in general, not just me. Oh, no, he said. It's only if you're getting insurance on the exchange and that that is not true actually so after i got off the phone with this person i looked i went online and even you know i mean even though um yeah republicans suck they're coming for any regulation i mean all obamacare is is regulation of this greed-centered ghoulish rapacious unnecessary racket called the insurance health insurance companies so 
I on the on the government website on the healthcare website or whatever it said it, it said right there insurance companies can no longer deny you care they can no longer um, exclude you because of pre-existing conditions and whatnot but the, here's the thing they don't care you see they understand that they can get away with it now so now they're asking about pre-existing conditions because they are gearing up. For it to go, us to go back to the bad old days of the way it was before, which you could not even get health insurance. So somebody at my age with a history, especially an addiction history, forget about it. You'll, I ain't getting nothing. And, and I hope to hold on till Medicare, frankly. But that, and that's why I'm stressed out in general because of this country. It pisses me off that I, had a, I wore the uniform of this country— like many people did. We, we all sacrifice for this country. Every day that we get up and go to work or we, we put in our daily whatever, what, uh, for what? What do we get in return? We get nothing. We get nothing but division. We get bombing wedding parties in Afghanistan. We get endless wars of corporate ag- aggression. We get wildfires. We get uh, the an, an uninhabitable earth practically. We what there is nothing in return. So so when this week another thing, okay, and and people who know and watch the show know that I I I torture myself by watching Morning Joe. I put on MSNBC in the morning. You know, it's just a, it's a habit. I really I, I guess I just want to know what's going on. Joe annoys me. I don't understand his accent. What he's the way he says his own name, Joe. I don't know how he does it. He drags it out. What kind of accent is that? And they're all living in their ivory towers, telling us all what uh, that we we are capitalists. That's the other thing. So this week, this is why I, what I was thinking about what we're going to talk about. I mean, we're going to talk about Manafort. Of course, he's a criminal. It just never stops, right? But also, this segment that I saw on Morning Joe, which got me so aggravated, and I see it coming, um, where they were all, they were harassing this, uh, one of the latest presidential candidates, John Hickenlooper, whatever his name is, and asking him uh, to declare himself a proud capitalist. And that he wouldn't do it. They were, they couldn't believe it. And they, and they took the entire segment to badger him. Why don't you call yourself a proud capitalist? What, uh, you're, you created a business. This is a capitalist country. What, I don't understand. Like they, they just went from one pundit to the next, hammering him about the, why he wouldn't call himself a capitalist. And, uh, it's it's like a five minute clip. I don't know if I want to play the whole thing. I'll play some of it so you understand what what I'm talking about in case you missed it. So I'm just gonna play it and maybe I'll pop in or whatever. Hold on, Governor. Uh, you, and you certainly were a doer when it came to business. What you talked about sounds like the American dream as far as business goes. And uh, a, a, wow, an advertisement for American capitalism. Are you concerned about some factions of your party embracing socialism? Well, I think there's the Democratic Party is a big tent. Uh, And that's one of the things I've always loved about the Democratic Party is there are all kinds of ideas. You know, I look at my experiences 
and, and, and where I've tried to make a difference. And it really is getting people together, getting them to lay down their weapons, and then getting stuff done. And the labels, right. I think most Democrats don't care as much about the labels. Well, would you call yourself, would you call yourself a proud capitalist? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I, you know, again, the labels, I'm not sure uh, any of them fit. But I do believe that, you know, that ability to look at, you know, climate change and figure out how are we really going to create a sense of urgency and get people together. What we right. did with methane, methane is one of the worst climate pollutants that there is. And, you know, we're the first state and so far the only state to really address it aggressively. Right. Let me ask you, just I'll, I'll break it down even more. Do you consider yourself a capitalist? Well, again, the labels, you know, I'm a small business person. So uh, that part of the system that you would call capitalist, I get it. I understand it. Uh, I worked very hard. You know, when you open your own business, you know, when we first signed the lease in lower downtown Denver to build our brew pub, it was one dollar per square foot per year. I mean, that right. is, if you haven't ever signed one of those leases, that is a, that rent is almost free. And it reflects how bad and how abandoned that part of the, of the community was. We worked right. 70, 80, 90 hours a week wow. to build the business. And we worked with the other business yeah. owners in Lower Down to help them build their business. Is that capitalism? I guess. I mean, sure. So in that sense of building community, uh, that's one way to do it, one aspect of it. It's not all that it is, right? I served on 42 right. nonprofit boards and committees in that same 12-year period. Right. Well, so, so uh, uh, do you consider yourself a capitalist, and does capitalism work? Well, I think I, I don't look at myself with a label. Uh, and I certainly think that small business is part of the solution. Uh, I think right now, the way capitalism is working in the United States, it's not doing what it once did. It's, not, it's really not providing security and opportunity for the middle class and for poor people. And I think as a country, we need to step back and look at that and say, how do we get America back to the, the place it was where if you were worked hard enough, no matter where you started on the economic ladder, you would have a chance to go ahead and create your own version of the American dream. Governor, so you basically say capitalism is not working for the middle class and, work and, the, and the poor. What, and yet you do oppose Medicaid for all? I mean, what, and where's your position on that? Did you say Medicare for all? Yes. No, I think what I've said again and again is I believe that health care should be a right. All right. And I believe that we should get to universal coverage. Uh, I also think there are you know, somewhere north of 150 million Americans who get their health care through private insurance, through their business or some I'm other way through private insurance. On her face. I don't think we're going to take away that insurance from them or make them go to a whole new system very easily. So the so capitalism think, works in the private sector insurance, but not generally no, for the public? No, it doesn't. Well, I think that there are places where we need to make uh, dramatic changes. There, you know, there's 70 face. million people in this country that make less than $75,000 a year. And millions uh, have no health care. We've got so. to find a way to get more of, of, of the business profits and their tax savings that, that come down to those workers. And I think you know, that's a, a challenge that as a country we've got to accept and work on.
Governor Donnie Deutsch, so nice to talk to you. Yeah, uh, I'm going to pick one. up kind of the line of questioning where Joe and Susan were, and, and I'm frightened that you're frightened. in a position where it's hard for you to come out and say, I am a capitalist. We are a capitalist society. It's a That's not a bad thing. That doesn't mean we have to have, we can still have more income equality, but that is my concern the way well, your party, you think my you would party, get is being hijacked, that it's uncomfortable for you to say, I am a proud capitalist. Well, but the, be proud, the trick right? here is all these labels have gotten to the point where they divide us from each other. That's my point. One way or the other, you become a capitalist, and you're right. People think that's a bad thing. You become a socialist. That's a bad thing. I, I prefer to say, all right, how do we come together, whatever the label is that you feel mo most comfortable with, how do we come together and really move the ball down the field? How do we make sure that we are providing more opportunity to people that, you know, started out with, with more challenges well, than, Governor, than I just want to many of us. Can't we say socialism, is it, is it bad for the Democratic Party to say socialism is a bad thing? What? <clears throat> That's not who we are? Who, who is Donnie well, Deutsch to tell us who we are? One, I mean, when we had Social Security, that's People a socialist program. At some point, say that's some form of socialism. You know, there, there are parts of socialism, parts of capitalism, and everything, right? Uh, and are, are we going to try and get everything down to being purely capitalism? If you're purely market driven, right, then you end up with monopolies. You end up with all kinds of problems. So, whether whatever label you choose, we're going to have to find ways to navigate and, and recognize that this is a system that in, incorporates aspects of many different economic theories. All right. Hey, Governor, thank you so much for being with us. I, I know we hammered just one part of a... Yeah, a, a, let a, it go. A, I wanted to ask you about Saudi Arabia. I wanted to talk, ask you about foreign policy. We hope we get another chance to do that. It was, they're like rabid dogs on a chicken wing. The, uh, can't you say you're a proud capitalist? Why do you have to be a proud capitalist? And so they they talk in contradictions as well because they're saying well we know that capitalism needs to be regulated there should be more equality well how do you think you get the equality you get it through democratic socialism there are some aspects of society where we can do better together see capitalism unregulated is merciless and it will devour not only you and me and our mama and papa and dogs and whatever and cats it, and animals and trees and, and it has the earth on the brink of destruction, but it will also devour democracy. And that's what's happening now. So we are in a, at a point in this country where the wants and needs of working people, the working, the working class majority have a statistically ins insignificant effect on government policy. That's not democracy and that is brought to us by capitalism, by rapacious, unregulated capitalism, where these rich oligarchs have, they have the game rigged in their favor. So that's why the, it's, it's, it's really rich to listen to them talk about, aren't you a proud capitalist, a proud, like Donnie Deutsch? Let's talk about Donnie Deutsch for a second. He, he's, uh, in the next segment that I captured, and maybe we'll play it in a minute, where they, they could not even let it go. So after they said goodbye to their guest, they went to commercial, they came back, and they hammered it again amongst themselves. They just couldn't believe. They said, this is a crisis. 
in the Democratic Party that they're embracing socialism. And what, what is socialism? What are we embracing? Nobody is saying that the government should make people shoes and, the, and, and uh, clothing and cars. We're talking about Medicare for all. We're talking about a system that leaves no one behind, that we have a, a progressive taxation, which used to be the, an American value. And uh, such radicals like Teddy Roosevelt were, were an advocate of progressive taxation because it prevented the, the creation of an intergenerational aristocracy that would grow so powerful and their businesses that would grow so powerful that it would devour government itself. The very thing that we're supposed to be doing here, which is the, a democratic republic for the people, of, by, and for the people. There is no more socialist document. Now, let's put aside, of course, the hypocrisy of the founding fathers who owned slaves and didn't consider women uh, human beings. And when they wrote, all men are created equal, that's what they meant. But they pledged their lives, fortunes, and sacred honor to each other. What is that? If not, we're in this together. That is e pluribus unum. What is e pluribus unum? Out of many, one. So how do you have that kind of that motto and you leave people behind constantly? Well, how do we have a system that leaves millions without health care? That, that where 45,000 Americans die needlessly every year because they can't see a doctor. This is, a, this is a, an unconscionable system. So um, other countries, so, and, and when, now I know that the Republican Party, are, they're hammering socialism. And, and of course, the, um, of these elites, now Don, let, 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 before I go down that road, let me just talk about Donnie Deutsch because that's what I said I was going to do. So Donnie Deutsch, um, he, he is in the 1%, of course, but he was, he was born into wealth. His father was an advertising ex executive who owned an advertising company that he handed down to Donnie Deutsch. So Donnie Deutsch is no self-made capitalist. He was born into wealth and handed a business. So for him to sit up there in the ivory tower telling us who we are, what does that mean? Do, and now when you, when you ask the American people specifically about policy, about government policy, they like the socialist programs. They like that socialist Social Security and that socialist Medicare. And they believe over the, a, a, by a wide margin, I'm trying to find the article here, that, okay, so... Um, you know, they believe in socialist programs. So let's see, 70% of Americans support Medicare for all. 74% support a wealth tax, such as the one proposed by Elizabeth Warren. Um, AOC's proposed 70% marginal tax rate finds a comfortable majority, but it, and it is socialism, so, surely not. So a, w there was a time where we understood that government policy created the kind of government that we want. So for, it, we're not a country that's just supposed to be funneling more money into the hands of the rich. That is the system that the founders fought a revolution to escape, where you had the wealth passed on to heirs and uh, for generations, and you had this large mass of working class majority that were just hanging by a thread. 
And we've talked about this before, where the, what really gets me, as well as everything else uh, is, lately, is this constant um, hammering on what a great economy this is. So, okay, so unemployment is low, but... Um, and finally, we heard this month some wa- wages ticked up a little. But um, when you're really when you're in the basement, you got nowhere to go but up, frankly. But when you're living in a country where the majority of the working class cannot handle a four hundred dollar uh, an emergency, th- that's a problem. And you have millions without health care. This is a sick, very sick ass society. I really, and that's why I'm stressed out. It makes, it really angers me. And I, I don't want to see, um, you know, I want America to, to be, to, to reach its potential. We have some really beautiful words in our founding documents. Will we ever reach the potential, though? Well, how long will, are we going to take it? We're going to be hammered down by the elite that keep us down in our place and in this broken system where it's pretty much every every man for himself. And uh, I don't know, when I was in the service, I, I didn't, I, but I didn't have to learn this in the service, that we don't leave people behind. So what does it mean? to um, how, how do you call yourself a patriot and you're leaving millions behind without health care? And it really is the United States of serfs and lords. So And the way it's set up is it, it's also really... They're very cunning because they've set it up in a way, and and this is why, and we've talked about this before with Social Security, because FDR created Social Security with the help of Francis Perkins and his brain trust that didn't only consist of the rich, because there was a time in this country where there were other considerations that it was uh, considered uh, a good thing to be a smart person. That you didn't just because you knew some figured out some scam how to make money and grift people by uh, to sell some shoes or or uh, open up a sweatshop in China and import some cheap crap into this country or you figured out some tax scam to inflate your invoices and grift money from your father's trust fund right like Trump did um, that there were other considerations than just making money that's. Now I, be, I feel like in this country, the only worthy value is greed. If you have money, if you have a lot of money, it doesn't matter how you got it. Like Sheldon Adelson, he's, I mean, he's another one. Um, he's got a lot of money, but who cares? He, he's, he's a casino owner. He, just, he basically opened up a legal uh, spot for people to tickle their addictions and escape their, their mundane lives for a second. But anyway... Uh, so they, for, for these, these elite to sit in the, in the studios of MSNBC aghast at how we, how a a man who created a business isn't proudly declaring himself a capitalist. Now, the other thing is. They're like, oh, uh, you saw how Joe set him up. Uh, you're you you're the personification of the American dream, and that's not the American dream. This is the other thing that they they've they've the wool they've pulled over our eyes. the uh, The American dream has been redefined. It used to be that everyone from the lowest to the highest could have a decent life. So you you could be a janitor in the company. 
and you you had you were entitled that was the American birthright. You're entitled to a decent middle class life. If you work hard, play by the rules, now you got to have three uniquely American low-paying jobs to even come close to uh, having a standard of living that your grandfather thought was his birthright. And why is that? Is it because they work so much harder in, in the greatest generation? No, it's because government policy set it up that way. We had 35% unionization. We had a, uh, a, a bottom-up. Uh, economy. It wasn't, and we had top marginal tax rates of 90% at that time. So you had these titans of industry. They didn't, there wasn't such a wide gap between rich and poor. This country at one time, during the time known as the Great Prosperity, during, after World War II, we had the, the slightest income gap between rich and poor. And we were the most upwardly mobile. Now we're the least upwardly mobile. We went from the most to the least in 30 years because of government policy. And it's not um, an accident. When you set it up, when you, it's, it's, they know what they're doing. So when they start deregulating the banks and they deregulate the media and they deregulate whatever, they deregulate everything. It's like they can't make a buck unless they can, they, they can pour their coal ash into our streams and grift you your granny out of her social security check i mean and that's what the tr the first thing that trump did when he got into office is he well the the first and the second was he signed he did away with obama's rule of course um that prevented companies from from dumping their poisonous coal ash into our streams because you know what america the beautiful you love america so much you want to use it like a toilet right and the other thing was that they did away with the fiduciary rule which means that when you go to a financial advisor they no longer have to have your best interest at heart they could sell you some scam some uh, junk bonds or whatever and laugh all the way to the bank and on your expense. So, but you know, how does that make America great when you grift and you, and you cheat and you, uh, and all you do is funnel money into your own pockets without any concern about anybody else and, and, and your country, you, you want to be a rich person in a poor country. You want to step over your fellow Americans you know, you salute them, you put a, pe a medal on their chest when they, when they go to the latest war of corporate aggression. But when they come home, what do you got? Oh, well, you're on your own, sucker. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Drive an Uber. You know, I don't care how many hours there are in the day and how many Ubers you're going to drive. You're never going to have that same lifestyle that your grandparents considered their birthright. And you could just see it. Now, young people can't get established. You don't have, uh, I mean, it is really when, when, they, when Trump, Twitler, uh, I hate even saying his name, uh, shut down the government, and we have these workers, these government workers that can't miss, they can't afford to miss two paychecks. They, one paycheck's bad enough, then two, they're on the verge of eviction. That's not a successful economy. That's not, that's not a, an advertisement for capitalism. So all over the world, when you have governments, uh, this is another tragedy of what's going on in this country, is that no one is looking to the American model for uh, inspiration anymore. 
And that's really sad. You know, Trump likes to write, everything is so sad, this is sad. Uh, when they attack, uh, when they go after Trump uh, for all of his crimes and he gets uh, the long arm of the law finally catches up to him, that's so sad and it's a witch hunt and all that. But, um, yeah, what's really sad is that w- the damage that's been done to this country by these, I mean, really, they're, they're, it's like corporate raiders have taken control. And that's all Republicans do. I wish, I've, I've often asked Republicans, not that I like to ask them anything, really, um, but if, what, has there ever been um, any, any, bill, any uh, initiative that was, came from the Republican mind or whatever, that benefited the, just the average person. And really, there, there hasn't been. In fact, they have, these are people, I mean, this is what makes me sick, and we've talked about this before. Um, th- to think about a group of ghouls that celebrate kicking millions of Americans off health care, how is that a success? And there, and when Trump d- did his State of the Union, and he's like, "Oh, we're we're uh, we will never be a socialist country." Nobody's saying we're going to be a socialist country, but they these are the same people who are saying they're going to protect Social Security. What do you think they um, Social Security is? It's socialism, and that's why FDR made it so everybody is in, nobody's out. It belongs to everyone. So when you when we have a system that let's say that's why you need a Medicare for all system because it will belong to all of us and they can't they'll never be able to gut it they'll because we'll have we'll all have a vested interest in it and we'll all have a vested interest in making it work and things that don't work I mean no nowhere all over the world they they it's supposed to be such a, a step to Nazism right remember during the Obamacare debate oh it's uh, Hitler it's Nazis never mind that the German people had universal health care before Hitler came to power. But, you know, that's the that's the stepping stone to, to Nazism. But, uh, but, you know, first they give you health care. Next thing you know, you're a Nazi. I mean, I don't know. Um, the only ones the, the only time I ever saw Nazis marching through the streets were the when Trump was calling them very fine people. So what do you want? And uh, so but, um, you know, the what was I going to say? Whatever. Oh my God, I'm so aggravated. The the it's all over the world. No system. No 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 French person, British person, uh, Irish, anywhere. Fr- um, where I mean, all pick a pick a country. Every other country on earth has universal health care, but this country, no one is ever. They they're not crying for this system. They're not looking at the system and saying, "Hey, we want what they have." They're looking at us with. With, with confusion. What is wrong with us? What is wrong with the American people? Are you that beaten? It's really like a battered spouse that pines for an abuser. That we, we're sitting here taking this baloney, this bullshit, with these insurance racketeers that do nothing but deny care and kill. Everybody has a story. They kill our fellow Americans. Uh, we who needs who needs it? We need it. We need to. Uh, I mean, I told you guys that I had the flu during in the beginning of the month, and then it came back, 
in the middle of the month. I had it again. And the doctor called in another prescription for Tamiflu. But they didn't cover the second prescription because I had just had it. Why do I need it again? Like the doctor's calling in Tamiflu for his, for, you know, just shits and giggles. You know what I mean? But that's how they get you. What do they care? Right? Go die. Go have 104 fever and die. What do they care? You're not profitable. And that's and that when we have reduced everything to nothing but a commodity, that's why we're in this trouble, that we're on the brink of an uninhabitable planet, for Christ's sakes, where species are going extinct because of capitalism. That's why you need to regulate capitalism, because without regulation, we, capitalism will eat you alive. It will tear up families. It will... Um, you know, it, 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 we've seen it. This, that's uh, up to and including slavery. That's capitalism without regulation. And you think that's, uh, that's not, it's, we're not capable of going there again? Think again. Think again. Because <sighs> what comes around goes around, really. I mean, I, I, I worry for this country. I worry for this republic. I really believe, I mean, I know you guys, we've talked about this before because I, one of the things I enjoy is history, but it's also what uh, history teaches this too shall pass. Everything changes, but it also shows us just how tenuous a republic is. And the fact is, without these socialist programs, without Medicare for all, without these unifying the, uh, programs that we belong to all of us, we are in more danger of, have, of, of democracy dying in this country than we are without it, with, the, with unfettered capitalism. There is no market. That's what the other thing with that woman on, uh, on the Morning Joe clip asking, her, asking uh, Hick and Looper, whatever his name is, about, um, um, oh, the, the market for health care. There is no market for health care. That is such a scam, a free market for health care. Your, your money or your life is not a free market. So... There are some things that don't belong in the market, and we all know it. That's why when um, that's why seventy percent, over seventy percent of Americans, Republican and Democrat, support Medicare for all. They understand this, and even back in the day when when Obamacare was being debated and it was in the Supreme Court, and I went to Washington D.C. with Mike Malloy, and I was. Interviewing, there was I, I this, we we I spoke about this a couple of weeks ago I think now that maybe it was in my fever or whatever, but um I went to we went to Washington Mike was doing the show I was helping him and then during our downtime I would go outside and I would interview these these uh, I don't know they weren't Trump fans at the time there was no Trump we he was only a nightmare uh, that I once had and uh, but. And I never believed it would come to fruition, but there there were a handful of um, there. I guess they, they were Tea Partiers. That's what they called them at the time, right? The Tea Party taxed enough already. The bullshit. The the Koch brother funded bullshit astroturf group that was bust in from wherever the hell that wanted to have your government hands off their Medicare. And they did have those signs, and I because I saw them with my own eyes. Get your gov- the one woman had the big hand. Get your government hands off my Medicare. 
that's I mean that's just very sad. Think about you want to have another thing that's sad. That's pretty sad. But I spoke to these people, and as I was, and they're very nice people. When you take talking to them one on one, they're not you know they're just human beings. But the one of the things when I was speaking to the woman, and she was she was saying, oh nobody nobody is saying that uh, people shouldn't get health care. But what the hell are you saying? Or nobody's saying that if you're sick and you go to the emergency room, you shouldn't get care. Well, you know what? When you have a tumor and you go to the emergency room, what are, you gonna, what are they going to do for you? It's a little too late. And that's why we have the worst outcomes here in this country. We have the, we have the most expensive and the, with the most uh, with measurably worst outcomes in the entire world. So... That's why I always think, how much do we have to hate ourselves to allow this to continue? And then you have, but it's really a siren song of, you're a capitalist. Oh, uh, and, and people afraid of losing what they have already and, and afraid of the unknown. But I think that the Democratic Party needs to frame this. It's, uh, what, is, what are we talking about? Socialism, we're talking about some things that... Most the majority of Americans want they want Social Security expanded. They want they believe in Medicare for all. They believe in higher education for all. These are investments we make in each other. And all these things are leveling effects on the income inequality and the upward immobility that that is is given us where we are now, where. We're on the brink of, of climate change disaster. We are in the last generation that can do something about climate change, and we're not doing anything about it because of capitalism and the money in politics, the rapacious, greedy effects of money in politics. And they, these um, so-called capitalists, you know, the other thing is that, like MLK said, it's capitalism. It's, uh, what do you say? Socialism for the rich and uh, rugged individualism for everyone else, right? And that is the truth. What is Trump? He is a, he's a con man. He's not a capitalist. And when you, um, he's figured out ways. Let me just play this other thing while, I, while we're on it. It's only a couple of minutes long. It's the, it's the morning Joe reaction to uh this is when they came back from from the break and they they still were they were they couldn't believe it they were a democracy's in a crisis the democratic party's gonna lose they're saying Willie, i just got a text from uh, one of the smartest people i know in politics who said oh my god the democratic party's in crisis they've gotten to a point where an American success story can't even say he's a capitalist. Yeah, that was extraordinary, I thought. Governor Hickenlooper, who has done very well in life because he started up this beer company in Denver, became mayor, became the governor of the state. All right, I'm just going to pause that for a second. He's, uh, uh, when you heard Hickenlooper uh, describing his business, that he received um a uh a rent that was one dollar per square foot for a year if that's not socialism for the rich what is and i like to know uh, uh, you you have all of these examples of socialism for the rich where they pay a lower tax rate they pay that that capital gains uh in it's not even income it's uh it's winnings it's stock and uh, winnings it's basically gambling on stock 
and they pay a lower tax rate than those who actually work for a living. And then you have an IRS that's set up where they're, they, they put more money into going after small taxpayers rather than the big ones because, you know, that's how they get you. It's sort of like how Jared Kushner sent his army of lawyers after all his tenants in his rent-controlled apartments so he can nickel and dime them into giving him more money and funneling more money into his pockets, even though, you know, these, because these people can't fight back. And that's what, well, Trump did the same thing. So let's just continue with this one here. Capitalism. He couldn't say that he was a capitalist because he was worried about that label. I think it's a statement about where the Democratic Party is. I think it's a statement about fearing the left flank of the party. You've seen Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders obviously sticking to the core of who they are. But even now, people who are not Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warren, people who are capitalists by definition, by the virtue of the <coughs> success they've had in their lives, afraid to use the word. It's incredible. I it is incredible. And Donnie Deutsch, I know you've said it, but I mean, others, uh, again, Donnie's are face. saying it. the Democratic <laughs> Party is in crisis right now. Trump is going to devour every no, one of these candidates no. if they can't no. say they support capitalism. But yes, it needs to be reformed. It's had yeah, to be, well, re what had is, to be reformed what is re after, you know, after the Gilded Age. It had to be reformed. By yeah, what is the re after the Gilded Age, we had the Great Depression and then we had the New Deal because of the capitalism, okay? unfettered capitalism without regulate. This is what we're talking about. We need to regulate capitalism. So we have an economy that works for all, not just those at the top. Because we're at a system now where it's rigged in the favor of those who sit around in, uh, in MSNBC studios counting their paycheck before, that their daddy left them. That's, they talk about the undeserving poor. There are no more harder working people than people living on the edge, than the poor. And these... Uh, elitists are talking about how uh, he can't say he's a proud capitalist. It's uh, they're so dejected by it. And what are we talking about? And like, I want to, I want to reiterate when we're talking about socialism, they they don't, he, they're not even um, specifying what we're talking about. We're talking about Medicare for all. We're talking like every other goddamn country on earth. We're talking about. Universal higher, higher education. We're talking about a higher tax rate on the rich, on the, on, the, on the top of the top, like the Walton family, who get socialism, who, we, who have this, uh, this company where we pay uh, with a majority of work. Well, not the, well they have the number, the, 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 the number one employer in the country, right? 30 years ago it was GM. Now it's Walmart. But they have they also have the most employees on public assistance. If that's what is that but socialism for the rich and what is it? What is Trump's Twitler's tax giveaways? But we already had the most the widest income gap between rich and poor and they made it worse. They put more money into the pockets of people who wouldn't spend it in a million lifetimes. So let's let's go back to poor dejected Donnie. Roosevelt, it had to be reformed by FDR. It had to be reformed again by LBJ. Yes, capitalism has. And how do you reform it? This is what's so baffling to me. This is what we're talking about. 
yeah, capitalism had to be reformed because it was out of control. That's what we're talking about. And it not, we're not talking about anything that's, any, that's anything new. When we're talking about a high marginal tax rate on the wealthy, that, go back to that socialist Eisenhower. When we're talking about Medicare for all, uh, look around on every other country on earth. It's not these. Uh, so they're really kind of at odds with each other. They just don't, can't understand. Why can't you say you're a proud capitalist? It's uh, it's really bizarre, frankly. We reform from time to time to work for all Americans, but from my time God, to if time, you're afraid to say you're a capitalist in America. I'm just going to tell you, people on the left tweeting today may not like it. Let me just let me let you in on a little secret. If that is a crisis for your party, you're going to lose in 2020. Right, just, we'll you see. know what, pull up the, 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 the stakes on the tent and just pack her up. Okay, buddy. The party's over. You're going to lose in a landslide. <clears throat> Joe, I'm going to take it one step further because this is how dangerous socialism is. I find Donald Trump reprehensible as a human being, but a socialist candidate is more dangerous to this country as far as the strength and well-being of our country. Why? They're talking about ref capitalism needs to be reformed, of course. It had to be reformed after the Gilded Age. It had to re be reformed after the Great Depression, of course, of course. Well what, well, what are we talking about but reforming it? That's what we're talking about, but they want to demonize it. They don't want to do anything because they want to keep, it's like a smash and grab. Keep the party going. Keep it going until, I guess, I, mean, I don't know, as long as they have theirs, right? Donald Trump. I would vote for Donald Trump, a despicable human being. Really? So, I, I, let me tell you stop something. Yourself. So, no. you'll vote for a con man whose entire his entire business model is fraud before you will vote for a candidate who is for health care as a right and a high marginal tax rate on the rich. And we're talking about people with millions and millions and millions of dollars. They don't, it's another zero on their bank account that they will never spend. This is, it's how you protect democracy. We used to understand that. The American people used to understand that. Wait, I just knocked my mouse off the, off the page. Oh, poor Donnie. Let me correct myself. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. Always help myself. You, you, I know you, you will you never not. vote I, I for will, a bigot, I, a guy I, that's you, made bigot Not just a bigot, a con man. Joe, thank you, for, thank you for correcting me. I stand corrected that. I will be so distraught to the point that that could even oh, come out of my baby. mouth if we have a socialist that cuz that will take our country so down wow. and we are not yeah. we are not Denmark I love Denmark you know that's not who we are How do you, you love who we know. are and all get the out of the studio that have to have binders put on the side please step away from the socialism stop. and let me correct myself yeah, I will never the, vote for all right I've had enough okay very Step away from the so that's all. I mean, I don't know. We, they they always point to Venezuela. What we're no candidate who he, Bernie Sanders who declares himself openly a democratic socialist. They, there are other countries that do things that we can emulate. And as we as I was saying about history and whatnot, one of the things that made the Roman Empire successful, why it it gobbled up the the uh, millions of uh, there there were the, I don't know what the statistic is, but at one time most of the European countries were under Roman control, but and uh, and beyond, but it is because they 
adopted the they they adopted the policies of other countries that they found successful. They weren't afraid to to, to change and take them in and make them their own. They would actually take these policies that they that they saw were working and they would declare them Roman. And uh, so that's how you. That's how anybody would do. Why would you not emulate something that is working over something that is not working? So I don't understand. So how do you say that we're just talking about healthcare? How do you say that a system that is that leaves millions behind, that kills thousands, that bankrupts millions, that is has the worst outcomes and is the most expensive on earth? How do you say that is a successful system that you want to keep? Wouldn't you? That's a system screaming for reform, and um, anyway, so it it's it's beyond belief. So uh, and I I contend maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe they know. Maybe in their ivory towers they understand more than I do. I don't think so, but that if they're talking about Bernie Sanders, they they he is the most they they fear him the most in general because he is truly the the next FDR, I believe. Um and I I thank uh the stars for him because without him we wouldn't be as far as we are as far as the Democratic Party embracing programs like Medicare for all. There is nothing it's not it's not out of the ordinary. It's this is something that other countries do and uh they've done it for for generations. They do it better, they do it cheaper and uh nobody nobody has to worry about going to the doctor or whatever or other things. Even just uh investing in like the Germans have a universal higher education. They invest in uh in their people. They understand I, that's what we isn't that the nature of e pluribus unum? We want to get the best potential out of everyone. You don't just have to be somebody who is a, a business person. Is that the only thing that we do? You come up with some business, some I mean, or you're just a, a serf for the businessman, or mostly, mostly a man. But so there's a couple of other articles, like for instance, this article by Robert Reich, Reich, Reich saying his name wrong um where is it where the heck is it i just had it yes trump offers socialism for the rich capitalism for everyone else so um i'll just read a little bit america will never be a socialist country donald trump declared in his state of the union address somebody should alert trump that america is now a hotbed of socialism but is it socialism for the rich but it is, I'm sorry, I said that wrong. But it is socialism for the rich. Everyone else is treated to harsh capitalism. In the conservative mind, socialism means getting something for doing nothing. That pretty much describes the $21 billion saved by the nation's largest banks last year thanks to Trump's tax cuts, some of which went into massive bonuses for bank executives. On the other hand, more than 4,000 lower-level bank employees got a big dose of harsh capitalism. They lost their jobs. I mean, what are we, this is what we're talking about. Banks that are too big to fail, courtesy of the 2008 bank bailout, enjoy a hidden subsidy of some $83 billion a year because creditors facing less risk accept lower interest rates on deposits and loans. 
Last year, Wall Street's bonus pool was $31.4 billion. Take away the hidden subsidy and the bonus pool disappears. So this is all coming out of our pockets, being funneled into the pockets of the rich who uh, the, on Wall Street uh, recently read a statistic that the average salary for workers on Wall Street, that means everybody from the secretary to whatever, the average, right, is $400,000 a year. And that's that ain't near, near the average of what the uh, average American worker earns, not even close. The, the average American worker, as we know, cannot handle missing more than one paycheck before it's a catastrophe, before they're at the food bank, before they're begging their, their landlord not to evict them. It's, it's really a disgrace, frankly. Because I, the other thing that makes me, that depresses me, is because this thing that we're doing, this, this democratic republic, should be, the, as Reagan and every, all these other morons talk about, the shining city on a hill. How are you a shining city on a hill that, that people look to when the entire world is looking aghast at us? Nobody wants what we have. We're in disarray. We're divided. And uh, we're economically insecure. We're hanging by a thread. And the entire system is working not for the working class, not for the majority, but for the, those in, in, at the top. That's nothing to, to emulate. Most societies don't want – they're not looking at our system as a model to – so – which is tragic. It is. Uh, we should be. It's sort of like th th we should say to the world, "Look at what we have here. We're we're. This is what democracy is. This is what it means to be free. We have uh, clean streets. We have clean water. We have safe working conditions. We have a, a a an economically secure middle class or working class." We, we're not, everybody can go to the doctor. People can reach their highest potential. If, if you're, you want to, if you want to go to school, you go as far as your, your potential takes you. If you want to go and learn a trade, you could do that too. This is, we invest in each other. And it, there's, that, that's what it means to pay taxes in, in a system that works for all, where you get something out of it. No, I, and that's what, when we're talking about the the real democratic socialist systems that uh, Bernie Sanders often points to, like the Scandinavian countries, they pay a higher tax rate, but none of them are crying for to to pay a lower tax rate. Yes, they pay higher taxes, but they actually get something back for it. They get the security of uh, knowing that they're they're not gonna they they it really they really have to work hard to be poor in those countries. So, and, uh, so let's see. Um, Trump and his appointees at the federal reserve are easing bank requirements put in place after the bailout. They'll make sure the biggest banks remain too big to fail. Trump is promoting socialism for the rich and harsh capitalism for everyone else in other ways. GM has got more than 60 million in federal contracts plus 500 um, 600 million, excuse me, plus 500 million in tax breaks. Some of this has gone into the pockets of GM executives. 
Chairman and CEO Mary Barra raked in almost $22 million in total compensation in 2017 alone. But GM employees are subject to harsh capitalism. GM is planning to lay off more than 14,000 workers and close three assembly plants and two component factories in North America by the end of 2019. And when he was in business, Trump perfected the art of using bankruptcy to shield himself from the consequences of his bad decisions, socialism for the rich at its worst, while leaving employees twisting in the wind. And we know that because he, he stiffed, he was, uh, he was infamous for stiffing workers and banks too. So much so that the banks had to put him on an allowance so that he, they can get their money back. Now, all over America, executives who run their companies into the ground are getting gold-plated exit packages while their workers get pink slips. Sears is doling out $25 million to the executives who stripped its remaining assets and drove it into bankruptcy. Sears is another example of libertarianism because they had an ideologue libertarian, which is, the, which is a ridiculous fantasy uh, as... Uh, that has never worked, has never been applied to any civilization in all of recorded history, but there are these diehard libertarians, and that's what happened with Sears. A libertarian took control, and he was going to show everybody how libertarianism work works, and he bankrupted the company. So, uh, but he had, so Sears is doling out $25 million to the executives who stripped its remaining assets and drove it into bankruptcy. But it has no money for the thousands of workers it laid off. As Pacific Gas and Electric hurls towards bankruptcy, the person who was in charge when the deadly infernos roared through Northern California last year, caused in part by PG&E's faulty equipment, has departed with a cash severance package of $2.5 million. The poor dear. How will he live? I mean, on such a pittance. The PG&E executives in charge of gas operations when records were allegedly falsified left in 2017 with $6.9 million. So this is, you see the pattern here. Under socialism for the rich, you can screw up big time and still reap big rewards. Equifax's Richard Smith retired in 2017 with an $18 million pension in the wake of a security breach that exposed the personal information of 145 million consumers to hackers. Now imagine if you were an average worker and you exposed 145 million of, the, uh, of your clients to hackers, what do you think they would do? You would get an unceremonious trip to the unemployment line. And thank you socialism because you, at least you'd have unemployment, right? Um, Wells Fargo's Carrie Tolstead departed with a $125 million exit package after being in charge of the unit that opened more than 2 million unauthorized consumer accounts. So they, they get to fail upwards, right? Around 60% of America's wealth is now inherited. Many of today's super rich have never done a day's work in their lives. And this is why we used to have an estate tax. And Teddy Roosevelt, who was one of the American rich aristocracy that was born into wealth, he was an advocate of the estate tax because it was a, a safeguard for democracy. You don't want uh, an aristocracy in a democracy. They don't mix. They can't live in the same house. 
So Trump's response has been to cut the estate tax to apply only to estates valued over $22 million per couple. Mitch McConnell is now proposing that the estate tax be repealed altogether. And that's because Republicans hate democracy altogether. They are actively in a, um, advocate, not just advocating, they are working to dismantle democracy. Do not be fooled. All of these little measures will add up to the death of democracy. So, all right, I see it's a little over uh, the time I need to take a break. but So I will take a break for about eight minutes. And on the other side of the break, we're going to have Poppy. Poppy Champlin's going to call in. She's can only stay for a little bit. She's on the road. She's doing her shows. But hopefully she can talk me down off the ledge a little bit. And she's always nice to have because uh, uh, she has got a she's not like me. She's got a happy demeanor. You know what I mean? Unlike me. So. All right, guys. So I'm going to take a break. My name is Tara Devlin. I, I thank you guys for hanging out with me every Saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. here at RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels. And if you're on Progressive Voices or GDPR Revolution or iTunes, SoundCloud, you know, Let's, uh, whatever, help us, help us, help us stay afloat. Keep, you know, we're in this together. We stick together, we win is not just a tagline. It is, it really is our way of life. So I'm going to play this break. We'll have the Green News Report, and then we'll have Labor History in two, and then we'll be back on the other side, and hopefully Poppy will be on the line. All right, guys, my name is Tara Devlin. I'll see you on the other side. Let's get rid of that. Now, the top of the hour on the Progressive Voices channel on TuneIn presents the Green News Report. I would, I would describe the damage that, that we have seen in the area as catastrophic. Heartbreaking tragedy as powerful tornadoes rip across Alabama. Down Under shatters its record for hottest summer ever. Plus... Our country's next mission must be to rise up to the most urgent challenge of our time defeating climate change. The 2020 Democratic presidential race keeps growing with pledges to act on climate change. All of those pledges and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. They want to take away your hamburgers. This is what Stalin dreamt about. (laughs) Well, Sebastian Gorka must have read a different Green New Deal than I did. Wow. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, the far-right extremist Republicans at CPAC over the weekend were just insane even as a tornado was ripping across Alabama. Yes, it's really strange. Republicans seem to be increasingly panicked about the Democrats' Green New Deal resolution to create millions of jobs by addressing climate change with the speed and scope scientists say is necessary to avoid catastrophe. Well, in Gorka's case, he's no longer in the White House. He's just out there being a propaganda shill. But Mark Meadows, a a senior Republican in the U.S. House of Representatives, had this to say. You know, with this Green New Deal, they're trying to get rid of all the cows. But I've got good news. 
Chick-fil-A stock will go way up because we're going to be eating more chicken. All right. I mean, so. Uh, wow. They're trying to get rid of all the cows. Yeah. That's what the quality of their commentary is. I guess it is. But on to the real news. Heartbreaking tragedy in Lee County, Alabama, after at least two tornadoes struck on Sunday. One, a powerful EF4 tornado that killed at least 23 people, including children as young as six. Now, while it is not unusual for that region to see tornadoes this early in March, climate scientists have documented a growing trend in the southeastern U.S. that clusters of tornadoes do seem to be occurring more frequently and that the number of tornadoes that occur per outbreak also seems to be increasing. And the intensity of these storms. This tornado was anywhere from a half a mile to a mile wide and stayed on the ground for many miles. And that extreme weather is continuing around the world. In Australia, they just shattered their record for the hottest summer nationally, breaking its previous record for the hottest summer ever recorded, set in 2013. Australia's Bureau of Meteorology predicts more heat extremes are in store due to man-made global warming. But wait, there is more. At least nine other nations also broke their all-time daily and monthly February high temperature records last month, which scientists say would have been extremely unlikely to have happened without global warming. Yeah, but we could all pretend that Democrats want to ban cows, so there's that. In the meantime, in politics, the Republican-controlled U.S. Senate confirmed former coal lobbyist Andrew Wheeler late last week in the U.S. Senate to be the official Trump Environmental Protection Agency Administrator, formally replacing scandal-plagued Scott Pruitt. As acting EPA chief, Wheeler has been busy rolling back numerous pollution standards and delaying setting rules for toxic pesticides and cancer-causing chemicals in the nation's water supply. Well, it sounds like he's doing a fine job replacing Scott Pruitt. And the 2020 Democratic presidential race keeps growing. Former Colorado Governor John Hickenlooper and current Washington State Governor Jay Inslee have both officially announced they are running for the Democratic presidential nomination. All of the official Democratic candidates so far accept the science of man-made climate change and the necessity for action, but they differ on how. Hickenlooper says he believes he can heal the nation's political divisions. Divisions keeping us from addressing big issues like climate change and the soaring costs of of health care. But Colorado progressives criticized Hickenlooper's environmental record, saying he is too friendly to the state's very powerful oil and gas industry and allowed it to run roughshod over communities. Of course, I'm wondering where he stands on the Democratic proposal to ban all cows. Now, Washington State's Democratic Governor Jay Inslee wants to be the climate change candidate, citing surging economic gains and clean energy jobs in his state on Monday. Inslee said the U.S. must lead the world in solving climate change. We need a president who will say this. Uh, America is going to defeat climate change. It is our destiny, and we will do this. Well, we need a president who will not only say that, but who will actually do that. I think it's easier said than done, Governor. And I will say that the debate over the Green New Deal among Republicans and within the Democratic Party has generated more discussion about climate change on TV over the last month than I would say over the last five years. Yeah, it'll be nice if Inslee making that his top priority actually means we'll have a debate and a discussion about this throughout the campaign. Indeed. For much more on all of these stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Find us, follow us, and share us planet-wide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. And this has been your Green News Report. I never
help progressive voices support the Green News Report by stopping by bradblog.com slash donate. I'm Rick Smith, and this is Labor History in Two. On this day in labor history, the year was 1925. That was the day the first civil lawsuit for damages was filed on behalf of the Radium Girls. During the 1910s and 20s, radium was all the rage. It was considered a medical cure-all for everything from blindness to asthma. The U.S. Radium Corporation employed hundreds of young women in New Jersey and Illinois to paint radium onto watch dials and military instruments. Women workers were instructed to shape the paintbrushes to a fine point with their lips in order to paint the numbers onto the watch faces. They soon fell ill. Many complained of losing scores of teeth and shattered and rotting jaws. The death toll began to rise. U.S. Radium and other related companies initially tried to smear the women as suffering from syphilis. Catherine Wiley of the New Jersey Consumers League began investigating the use of radium by dial painters. She was also concerned about how emissions affected the community surrounding the plant. Wiley enlisted the help of Alice Hamilton, mother of industrial medicine and occupational toxicology. The chief medical examiner of Essex County determined the women suffered from radium exposure. They were exhaling radon gas. The findings were earth-shattering for the industry. Case proceedings were highly publicized in the press. Extremely frail and sick young women appeared in court, barely able to walk or testify. The company agreed to settle the case. $10,000 for each woman, a $400 a year pension, and medical care. Women at the Ottawa plant suffered for years before finally learning the truth about their job-related illnesses. The case impacted fields related to occupational safety and health. It also fundamentally broadened scientific understanding of radioactive elements. Like what you hear? Check out more at laborhistoryin2.com. All right, guys, thanks for hanging out every week. My name is Tara Devlin. It's great to be here. This is what I call therapy for the resistance. It's really therapy for me. Thank you. You're keeping me sane. And uh, I want to thank our patrons on... Uh, so if you go to RDT Daily and click the patrons, there you, there's a link. You could become a patron. We would like to encourage you to do that. And I want to thank all of my patrons right now who support RDT Daily and Tara Buster. I want to thank Michael B, Lisa M, Joey B, Michael D, Daniel S, S, I mean uh, Sam S, Michael L, D, Gail P, Jim A, and Randall S. There's much more room for you guys to be on the list, so thank you, and if you can't, you can always just make a donation and Please support our merch page and all that other stuff. And and if you know how to get our merch kind of high up on the list, I would be open to suggestions. That would be helpful. All right, guys. Um, let's get Poppy on the line. Let me see. Hold on. I got to get her here. Thank God Poppy is here. Poppy Champlin, comedian. Am I on? Yes. Are can you, you hear? Can everybody hear Poppy? I can hear can you. Can you hear me? Can I can okay. hear you, but I don't know. Let me ask. Can you hear Poppy, guys? Everybody hear and Poppy? And I am. 
Everybody, Found let's just pretend they can hear you. Nobody has answered me yet. Okay, <laughs> Poppy, how hey, are you? How hey, are you? you want to take a, yeah, I'm doing fine, doing fine. Although, you know, thank God I had that Obamacare, you know, right? Right, you know, I bought in, I bought in. I was like, this guy knows what he's doing. I'm gonna buy in, I'm mm-hmm. not gonna pay the $95 for not buying in. I'm mm. gonna buy in, I'm gonna be part of this system. And I'm so glad I did. So why? You know? Can you, you tell us why? Well, because I, I you know, got, 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 got diagnosed. You know, I, you know, you get pre, you know, a mammogram is considered, you know, preemptive, you know, mm-hmm. necessity. Right. So those are free. And then they saw something and I was like, oh, my God. And then, mm-hmm. you know, they were like, okay, got to get a biopsy and. You know, they saw ductal carcinoma. So basically I had like, but I have the good cancer because it didn't spread, you know. Mm. Mm-hmm. And you got, and so, that's what, that's, know. that's Obamacare for you because you, the part of Obamacare is you get preventative medicine and mammograms right. are covered right. and, you know, this is right. how, how the rest of the world does it. And that's, that was not the case before the ACA came in. Uh, it was, you know, no. whatever your plan was, whatever. If you had, right. if you had right. it, who knows? Whatever. You're on your own. Okay. Good luck. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they want to take that all the way. Uh huh. It's horrendous. I know. So and you... and what and what the hell else is going on? That the madam is hanging out at Mar-a-Lago now. What madam? That was at the spa. The madam. That was at the spa that that Robert Kraft got busted at. Uh, that they did a sting operation in Florida, and she's been hanging out at Mar-a-Lago at Trump's place. I uh, I don't know anything about this. When did this come out? You don't know this. No, you don't know this? tell me this about this today. I think. Oh my God! Oh, he's got all kinds of people hanging out with him. She has tons of pictures with him. She's like, a she madam. She's the madam of the orchid spa that Robert Kraft was caught up in a sting because he went in for a massage with a happy ending. Wow. And there are sex slaves that are working there of course. from China. Of course. Yeah. And yeah, and Ugh. now she and she hangs out with Trump over at Mar-a-Lago. Yeah, I'm looking this up right now. This is they're they're such disgusting human beings. That's the other thing. There's they shit going down, man. They are really vile. And then for this orange mother effing con man to go to Alabama and sign Bibles for these poor, poor <laughs> suckers. I mean, why but, do you and want... They, and they are suckers. I mean, they're all crawling to get get to him, you know? Right. And they want him to sign their Bible? As long as he's signing the part about I mean... the beast, maybe I can understand it, but... <laughs> <laughs> the book of Revelation. Right. Yeah. He should sign that. <laughs> yeah. Like, maybe he is the Antichrist. I, mean, I don't doubt do it. he got some numerology on his name. And... Right. Maybe he, you know, if we knew his real name, I mean, shit. Well, they changed it because yeah. he, uh, I think it was too German or something. Is that it? Or I don't yeah, know. Trump. Yeah, Trump. yeah. They're, they're all right. Everything is just a branding exercise for these these con men. They were all just liars and con men. So that's why it's uh, it's so shocking that I mean I don't know why I'm shocked, but I am. I'm actually it's not really shocked. Actually, that's a, that's the wrong. One. It's 
it gives me a very it gives me like a sense of hopelessness when I see the yeah. the 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 idiot signing Bibles in Alabama. That makes it just. I think. So I think. I just think we're doomed. That's when I and I I get depressed. <laughs> <laughs> well, it makes me think. Well, we only got two more years. I mean, if well, we can't get him out, right. Mueller, Mueller's this. He should. We should be able to get him out, right? But it seems like he's so freaking slippery. Right. But, uh, that's yeah. it. And it, it makes me concerned. But uh, because the other thing is just how vile the entire Republican Party are, that they that they yeah. prop him up and that they give him right. cover. And they're, and this is how, you know, we were talking earlier in, a, 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 in the first hour about history. And I always talk about I love the history of the Roman Empire, but I think and from the Republic to I mean, that was a 400 year Republic that died where they the Repu- wow. the people who lived in that Republic would say they they were they were taught uh, to hate kings and monarchy. And they still mm. went to a uh, uh, you know an empire where, where you had a you know basically a uh, exactly what they supposedly were right. hated, and this is how it happens. Right. It happens a little bit at a time. I mean, there was a lot of things that happened yeah. in the Roman Empire, but one of, I mean that hopefully will not happen here. But um, you know, I mean, it was like they used to have pres- prescription lists, which were lists of people who needed to be killed. But uh, so hopefully we oh. won't have that. Right. But I, I mean, I always, <laughs> sometimes I wonder about Trump, like what would happen? Because, you know, he's taking cues from dictators. Right. So what would happen in this country? Uh-huh. This is how close we are to the edge. If what would we do oh. if journalists, let's say, started to disappear or die or you know what I mean? Right, right. What right. would the Republicans well, he's do? He's only got two years. To, he's only got two years to to maneuver with. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking, like you're saying, he's just like you know, greasing his own pockets or whatever the word mm-hmm. is for as long as he can. He's going to try and protect his children. Once his children start, once his children heads are on the block, I'd be interested <laughs> to see how much longer he'll. You know, right. I mean, how much longer will he play it out? If his his right. kid is his neck well, is actually in the guillotine. Right. Will it, you know, especially Ivanka, because she's a lion, you know, useless waste of human DNA as well. But also he I don't think if it would happen, I don't think he would care if uh, Don Jr. Apparently he thinks, well, he, he's often said how dumb Don Jr. is. And he, <laughs> yeah, that's what was in that um, Cohen oh, testimony. So he'll let his head roll. He'll yeah. let his head roll. He says he has the worst instincts. He doesn't trust him, you know, but he loves. Oh, right. Yeah. He lo- and he's stupid. He's basically dumb. So he doesn't really allow him to do much. And, um, but I, I, of course, Ivanka, she's, she's untouchable, but she's also, a, she's uh, a grifter uh-huh. too. She's a, and I, they're coming for them. That's the thing. The, the Southern district yeah. of New York, they, these are, they've been con, a con family. They're a crime family for, yeah. for yep. generations. Mm-hmm. So they, their business mm. model is fraud and there's a long documented history of it. And that's why they, he won't. He won't release his tax returns on top of it, besides all right. of his foreign connections and uh, that they're that they, you know, that's the other thing that really gets me. It's just like, 
They have no loyalty to this. They, they, you know, of course he lo- he loves he wants everybody to have loyalty. He's like a like a mob boss, but he's got yeah, he's got no yeah, loyalty yeah. to anybody, including this country. Right. Then he goes out there and he hugs the flag. It's such a it's such <laughs> a so gross. I know. I mean, I'm trying to I'm reaching for the words, but it's so vile and the fact that yeah. then he gets to fly this is what that's what makes me depressed it, then he flies to alabama and they're signing bibles he's signing bibles yeah. for these morons after this show that he puts on constantly that two did you see that early i mean i couldn't see the whole thing because i would i was i would vomit but that two hour <laughs> That two-hour rant that oh, he, he went CPAC? on. Yeah. yeah, I mean CPAC is and a he got nest. to swear again. He got to right. swear and say bullshit, and right. that really got the crowd going. Yeah, you know? because so but he's a freaking comedian. He's supposed to be a comedian, not a president. Right, and when he said bullshit, how he just he struts yeah. around the stage a little, like the like he's the freaking cock of the walk over here. But could you imagine? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I always say, I mean, this, that's the game we play. What if Obama did it? What if Obama had said bullshit mm. in in a public forum? Forget about it. It would oh, they would have oh. he would be impeached. What if he gave his uh, <laughs> daughter a security clearance when she she dis was disqualified when the when the when the uh, intelligence uh, officials ruled against it? What and yeah, then I mean yeah. yeah. Uh, it's how to do it anyway. Right. I mean, he, he put, it seemed like Obama played by the rules so well. And yet once he was in, you got to figure he was, you know, he was trying to balance his own, his own, you know, morals. Once he's in that snake pit, how do you hold on to your morals? And since Trump didn't have any morals when he got into the snake pit, it was like a field day for him. That's right. And, you know? Right. And Obama, because he he was the first African, I mean, he's not even African American. What is he? He's uh, he's he's not an oh. African American. I guess he is. Right. He's Hawaiian. Half, I mean, Hawaiian. whatever they whatever it is. Hawaii. Right. But um, he had to really walk that fine line of not. Mm. And that's what he used to drive me insane, too, because he had right, uh, of right. him trying to be all things to all people which really irritated me. So I think that's that's the thing with, um, you know, when we're talking about... That's why I think people like Bernie, frankly, because he is... And even... Bernie. Yeah, Bernie Sanders, you know, on both sides. Yeah, I me too. I'm, I'm all for Bernie until... I mean, I've, I'm obviously... all for Bernie, but, but the thing is, Bernie, he's offering everything. He's saying ev- he's going to do everything. It's Why like not? pick a few, but well, he's saying everything. Well, we, I think we are we're really in a crisis. Like, so I don't like they talking. They're talking about the Green New Deal and all, oh, it's so, all, uh, it's so uh, whatever. You know, it's pie in the sky yeah, or whatever. Yeah, but uh, no hamburgers. I mean, it's, they're such assholes. That's the other thing. But I, we cannot dismiss I them. That's the other thing. They, when they, of course, it's ridiculous. No, they don't want you to have hamburgers or ice cream. That's just bullshit. But they're gonna believe it. <laughs> they're gonna believe it, and that's why it's it's sort of like the 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 update of death panels, where I was like, nobody's gonna believe that bullshit. But then they want death panels. You know. I mean, meanwhile, 
there are death panels now, right? But uh, they're called the health insurance racket. I don't know what a death panel is. Well, that's according to Republicans during Obamacare. There, a death panel. You were going to have to go if you were too old. You were going to have to go in front of a board, you know, right out of 1984, and they were going to tell you if you could live or die. This is what. Oh. That, yeah. <laughs> but people wow. fucking believed it. So this is what we're dealing with, you know. So, but uh, yeah, and that's why I think when they're like, they want to take our hamburgers. It's nobody's taking your yeah, hamburgers, yeah. asshole. And uh, because <laughs> we want to have a, an, a you know, a, a forward thinking economy, a forward look, and a, what, what's the, what is the worst that can happen? We have millions of jobs are created. We have a green economy, uh, clean air, clean oh my water. God. I mean, I know it can only build great job and put us back in the front and right. the lead again in That's the whole right. world i mean mm-hmm. it's, instead it's, of coal it's so easy well this is i mean trump yeah, coal. Right. Go back to coal. and they're talking well what trump no go ahead sorry sorry what were you, you gonna feel say your connect our connection is okay does people hear i hear they like hear you people, people say they hear you. some disconnect between us oh i hear you loud and clear and other people say okay good it must be my wire they hear you, yeah. What? It's not. There's no disconnect clipping in and out. No, I don't. I hear you fine. And okay. and the people this say they they're hearing you. Wire. People are saying we be All hearing. Right. Thank you. We be hearing. All yeah. right. So uh, <laughs> what I wanted to just bring up because I was listening to your first hour and uh, wasn't it Reagan who was the first president to cut back on that high rate of taxing the yes, rich. Right. Yes. Yeah. They went I down mean, to it was, seven. It was a pretty good rate back then, like 70% or something. Yeah. Well, they went from, it went from, it was 90 and then it went down. Actually, I'm not trying, I'm trying to remember now or think, uh, and they went down to 70, but then it went down again yeah. to under like 35 yeah. or something. And then, so that's and so when Clinton came in, they wanted to raise it again, and they they yeah, they yeah. you know the the, um, the the Republicans went nuts, and um, but it was only they raised it only to like thirty four percent, and so they so nobody can really get it raise it. Well, they I mean the real thing is, and I I listen to Tom Hartman a lot, and he'll he'll say he's he said that studies have been done where. When you have a marginal tax rate that's lower, that is lower than fifty percent, that you're this is when you get the cycles of boom and bust that we've been in, and they and before we had the marginal rate, we, you know it was the same. So now we're here, we are again, and they they start saying that you know all these so-called capitalists all saying how, oh, it's just part of. That's the, the the market, you know, the cycle of the market, but it's bullshit. So yeah, but yeah, yeah, because the rich, you know, they're not paying their fair share, right? And when they period, right. bottom line, and when they get when they bankrupt, and as I was reading in that article from Robert Reich, when they uh, screw up, mess up, when they uh, yeah, they yeah, get yeah, yeah. they get golden parachutes of. Millions of dollars, so and bad. and workers get nothing so, but the boot. So, well, that ba- that bailout was unbelievable. Exactly, and did and did the rich need more when this Trump Trump no. tax freaking handout, which is all it does, is exacerbate 
everything that was wrong in the first place. And so, the, the, and the other thing is that all these whiners on Morning Joe and whatnot, whining and whining about so-called socialism. We're, we, you know, we're talking about things that other countries do by, you know, for generations, right? But it's, they yeah. don't, why are they not whining? They never talk about how handing more, funneling more money to the top. How how are we gonna pay for that? Yeah. How is that that how that's out pie in the sky? You know what I mean? It's always us. It's always us who have to work for a living and uh, struggle. Or, They're coming for us constantly. Right. Well, how is now? If uh, Social Security has been around forever and it's got the word right in the name, Social Security. Yeah, exactly. You know, because we're a social people. Yes, and. You know, who set that up? That was FDR. Yeah, that was FDR. It was part of the New Deal. And and it's still going today, but it seems like that's like getting close to being ripped away, too. Yeah, they have been from Social Security's inception. Republicans have battled it and they because they want to hand it to Wall Street. They want to make it just another. There's a couple of ways they're attacking it. They want to make it just another welfare program. That's why they, when they talk about means testing Social Security, the, 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 the genius of FDR was that, and we talk about this on the show before, is that he made it everybody in, nobody out. That has to be the, the only democratic value. Yeah. That is the American value. Whether you're rich, poor, everybody has a piece of this system. And we, so even the even the giant mega rich people are yeah. still going to get social security. Exactly, they'll get everybody gets a check. You pay into it, you get a check when you retire. And okay. that so Republicans uh-huh. want to make it means tested and turn it into just another welfare program that they can attack and defund. And that and that that can never happen. We we can never let that happen because that's this is how they whittle away at it and so the other it seems like it's whittling already like now you just got to take your chances in the stock market or get into you know your Roth and your IRA and 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 if the shit hits the fan that shit goes away too you're screwed well they that was all the Republicans Republican we so during the time of in American history after the after World War II and when the New Deal was really cooking with gas, and you know we have to mention too the other thing there were there were problems with the New Deal. One of the major problems was that it was a racist uh, document or whatever. It was a the black people could not take advantage of many of the New Deal programs, and that was by design. Uh-huh. It was a way of. Uh, uh, this is you know uh, another concession to these racist ass southern states to buy into these programs that mm. black people couldn't. I mean, even the GI Bill that was part of the New Deal, and my like for instance, my father he he fought in the Korean War. He came, and my uncles right. too. They came back. They used yep, my their, dad too. Yeah, they used their GI Bill money <clears throat> to buy a home. Right. But black mm-hmm. people could not get the GI Bill. They could only get they could what they were they weren't allowed. They didn't get it. So that's why when we're talking about they were black, they yeah, couldn't get a GI Bill. That's right. Even though oh, they served their God. country. So then you know, I mean, there's been a lot of this is a problem. I mean, these racist ass assholes that have been really had entirely too much problem. I mean, too much power 
in our system. Power. And, yeah. And uh, well, we have to concede to them. So a lot of Americans don't even know that, that even with the, with the New Deal and whatnot, that, that black people couldn't take advantage of many of the programs. Like they were allowed to go into public housing. That was it. They could not buy property with the GI Bill. Isn't that effed up? I mean, and that's why you wow. have white families building up generations of wealth, you know, with their homes. A lot of people, that's the biggest yeah. expense they'll ever, or the biggest investment. And then black people, I mean, I don't know what the statistic is. I think it's like uh, black families have like $5,000 of wealth and, you know, white families are like hundreds of thousands or whatever it is. But it has nothing mm. to do with, uh, you know, who's better or whatever. It is a system that is designed to yeah. keep people in their place. And... You know, mm hmm. So these are all these yeah. things that we have to address. And I and all of the um, as I believe, uh, you know, Republicans, conservatives, let's say uh, that um, because a conservative rose by any name stinks, frankly. But they uh, <laughs> but they, um, you know, they the the more that um, we um, let's say. Um, actualize the promises of our founding ideals, right? That are the paper instead of it, it's not just straight white men, right? Have a few, like uh, women have a seat at the table, black people have a seat at the table, whatever. That they they can't handle that. They cannot. That's they like mm-hmm. democracy when the everybody is in their yeah. place, you know. Right, because 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 I think white men can be bribed and they have a greed factor. And they yep. have a, a privileged factor. Yep. Oh that, yeah. You know they have they have ingrained guilt, so they were like, "Well, we're already stupid. You know, we've already <laughs> screwed up, so let's just keep going." Right. You know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They already hate themselves. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I hope they hate themselves at least. At least they. I mean, they do kind of hate well, themselves because they I re- probably do. Yeah, on some level. Well, I re- I always remember. Like this was years ago, during many years ago. I can't remember exactly. I was listening to Howard Stern. He was on like regular radio, not on Sirius. Uh huh. And he had it was during one of the elections, and he had prostitutes on as guests who were working the, oh, the conventions. Yeah. So they had uh, prostitutes work in the Democratic convention and prostitutes work in the Republican conventions. And oh, and my <laughs> God. And I always remember you are kidding. This was a long time ago, but I always remember the prostitutes saying that, you know, he was asking them, like, what kind of people do, do they meet? Who, who do they, uh, you know, what kind of sex do they want and whatnot? And it, the, the prostitutes had, were saying, had said, I always remember, that the Republicans were, they all wanted, like, not all of them, I'm sure, but a higher majority wanted, like, them to, like, you know, crush their balls with high heels, you know, like they just hated themselves. You know what I mean? Like they, they wanted to be, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. they wanted to be abused. They want to be smacked. They want to, you know, whereas right. the, the Democrats were, you know, they just wanted to have some sex or whatever. You don't want to blow job or something. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to get laid, whatever. But the, um, oh but the Republicans God. were like, you know, they, you know, that's, that's what I remember. But it's, it really is on some level, I suppose. You got to hate yourself. That's why yeah. you can I always think about these, these closet cases in the Republican Party. You know, the, you could set your right. clock to one of them like caught in the act of being themselves 
And the the telltale oh. sign is always that, you know, they're such family. They love the family. They're yeah. so family oriented. Oh, yeah. They hate gays. They're always uh, pass, trying to pass some bill about marriage, being a man and a woman or something. Right. And then, right. then they get caught He's with like. He that just protests too that's much. That's right. Exactly. That's right. So I mean, they got they. And that's what I always say. Like with Obamacare, at least, at, at, like please, don't dismantle it. Get the help you desperately need, Republicans, before yeah. all of that <laughs> right. becomes exactly. right. Be, before it becomes a pre-existing condition. Before your Stockholm syndrome <laughs> becomes a pre-existing condition. Before before your self-loathing. Right. Your manias, get help. Stop inflicting your manias on society, please. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's true. Leave us it's alone. It's been going we, on way too long. We just want a society that's decent, that works for all. And, and, and as much as they can't believe it and handle it, we are a nation of immigrants. We are a diverse country. You know, as much as they, they just can't yeah. handle it. Maybe, you know, maybe in Alabama they're not. But the majority of the well, country. Well, oh, that's what I wanted to bring up, too, was the 28th Amendment. I just sent it out, just forwarded it to some people mm. yesterday. Like the 28th Amendment was trying to get, if those senators and all those guys, they have to abide by all the rules that they make for everybody else. Mm-hmm. And they have to take the health insurance that the people get. And they have to not get paid once they leave there. Oh, and not well. get a pension from there. and. And not get a full ride, even if you've only been there for one year in the Senate. You know, all those rules. But there is no, I mean, the 28th <laughs> Amendment is like, it's a proposed thing, right? Just for people who don't know. Yeah. Right. So it's a, so I'm just looking it up so I can, I'm not really up on it myself. Let me see. So fact Yeah, check. I just read it the other day. What is it? Somebody, it so it says, I'm just looking at Snopes. Is this real? Oh, no, it says it's false. It might be false. You might be. Oh, a, really? It might be a false I thing here. I thought somebody was proposing it. Well, I. It might be, but they propose a million things. I mean, yeah, that never. You never even hear about. Proposed Twenty Eighth Amendment right, to the Constitution. I... Let's see. Uh, far too long we've been complacent about workings of Congress. Many citizens have no idea that members of Congress could retire with the same pay, after only one term. They don't pay into Social Security, and they specifically exempt themselves from many of the laws. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, mean, <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's a, it really and is. And that's what the problem is. I think once the problem is, like, once you've been given a million dollars, you don't want to give it up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. And because and, and, and cause we have been taught to be capitalists and to earn money and to make a lot of money. And once you get that money, you don't want to give it up. Well, they you know, don't. And, yeah. And we're asking these. Right. Yeah. We're asking these people to give it up and they're, they're just not gonna. Well, you could get, I mean, they're, you're talking, when we're talking about higher taxes on wealthy people, we're, I mean, that's, we're talking about. Some people, some people will, the, 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 the celebrities that have a, a good outlook and they have worked for it and stuff like that. But some people, they're just like mean. Yeah, they're gonna, they're, right. no. they're gonna fight tooth and nail. Of course they will, but too bad. Get it. Like FDR said when, uh, cause he, one of the things in one of his speeches, I wish I had, I wish I had it ready, but, uh, he said, um, that, you know, a lot of people are saying that we're, uh, the rich are going to leave this country because we're, taxing them or at a, such a high rate 
and FDR yeah. sar- sarcastically said, "Well, we will miss them." So and <laughs> yeah, so he knows. I mean, he but That's he was great. yeah, he was one of them. So he knew these people. Right. He, he was born into wealth, and he well, knew. Didn't Obama try? No, he didn't try. I don't think he didn't. He didn't try. Try to do what? Try. Try. I th- I believe that. Try get those people to loosen up their purse strings and give back some of that money. No, I believe this is why Obama was so frustrating to me, and maybe others. But I believe that Obama, President Obama, wanted to was trying to be all things to all people. He was trying to be that. He really believed that the Republicans would eventually come around and he he had always said that that's why he was proposing their health care plan to them and they rejected yeah. it as socialism yeah. he proposed their bank bailout their they he would take their their policies and give it right back yeah. feed it right back to them and they w- would call him a socialist so i mean enough is enough with that that's why i was it was so it was so frustrating with with Obama and it's like what do you expect a snake is going to is a snake you know you can't compromise with a snake right. you, you got to realize what you're dealing with they right. I, I mean the first time why why would he not open his eyes but but I I do believe that because he was he was mixed race and he he always talked about that he was co- as comfortable speaking in a housing project as he was in a boardroom and how because of his you know being in both worlds like he was always so he always believed he was some kind of uh you know he was that uh like a bridge between and he was trying to appeal to their humanity but hello these are people that celebrate kicking people off health care (laughs) okay Yeah, such a balancing act that he was trying to do that. True. You know, it was hard. But I think, yeah, I mean, I think, what, sorry, sorry, I don't mean to talk over you. No, I just thought he was great. And then after the fact, I I read about some things that weren't so great that he did. Well, there was some, many things. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with what? What were you saying? Well, I think it was like, especially... I don't know, like after he was out and then he went somewhere and he was trying to, you know, oh, oh, I think the the, the biggest thing that pisses me off about Obama was when he saw Trump getting in and he saw that the Russians were doing right. their thing. And yep. he was like, oh, I don't want to, you know, spill the apple cart yes. because they're going to think I'm trying to rig the election when exactly. the election was being rigged. That's right. So and why the- didn't he do he- it's Ugh. so true because I believe they they all believed that Hillary was going to win, and he didn't want to yeah. seem to be putting his thumb on the scale. It, it, everything's got to be so. Right. But does, look at the friggin' Republicans. They don't care putting the thumb on the scale. They put their whole they put the whole orange <laughs> asshole on the scale, and that's you know, know they it. put Putin on the scale. I know. They put they them put all Putin on the scale, right? They put Putin. They oh, put yeah. orange assholes. They put they put Manafort. Oh. They put like they put a bunch of money. They're they're just oh. they don't care. They're just horrible. It's so and, bad. And, so yeah, bad. and that's why you know when I I hear these friggin' uh, you know Morning Joe assholes going off on social, they're like, what are they talking about? Like uh, it's and I they don't even specify that. 
what what we're talking about when we're talking about socialism we're talking about balancing the scales again bringing this country back yeah. from plutocracy finally how much is enough how yeah, much are we going to take what's it what's wrong with that there's nothing wrong that's what and they're saying the same thing they're saying we yeah, capitalism has to be reformed every now and then we need to have a more equitable distribution of wealth but how the hell do you do it uh, you do it by <laughs> higher exactly what we're talking about you bastards so, exactly you gotta yeah. make the rich people give up some of that money that's it and they won't even miss it and a lot of it yeah well that's yeah. it and you the other live on two million dollars <laughs> too bad right exactly so it's like uh, that's I mean we've we, and we talked about this on the show before with with uh, Bill McGuire the United Healthcare CEO who got, had a golden parachute of one point six billion dollars billion with a B oh oh for denying people geez. care this was before Obamacare and like what did Obamacare uh, do this is why they could come after Obamacare it's because it's not like FDR said everybody in nobody out it is not everybody in nobody out. How is it acceptable to have a program that leaves millions behind? That should never have even been the case, you know. It's and that's acceptable. Mm-hmm. Everybody's like, oh well, you know, it's better than what we had. Well, it still sucks when millions. How many? How many millions does it take? Did we sacrifice? I thought we moved heaven and earth mm-hmm. when we were attacked, when we lost three thousand people, but we could just leave millions. Right. You know, behind it's just right, it's vile. Right, it's effing right. vile. And those are those are our fellow Americans that we interact with, that we know. The how is it acceptable? We should all if somebody's left out, we're all left out. We're all just hanging by a thread. And that's why people are they're very uh, I believe fearful, which is ironic. It's supposed to be the goddamn home of the brave, but everybody's like holding on by their fingernails, hoping that they don't lose what yeah. they have. And it's just, it's not uh, conducive. They talk, oh, we're so uh, divided. Well, how do you think that is? Because they set it up that way. That we have a system, mm-hmm. this is, for instance, we have a system where you have the super poor, right? That they get all the subsidies for Obamacare and such, right? So they pay, you know, they get right. a subsidy. And then you have the the more they're not even affluent you know what i mean these are more working oh, class yeah. people they don't they're just a little bit above the poverty line they're still hanging by a thread right but they don't get a subsidy so then you have so they got to pay the full fare of the health insurance so what does that right, do right right and that knocks them back down and it sets up a resentment so you have the working the the people who are a little higher rung a uh, couple of rungs up on the ladder are looking back at those people who are lower on the ladder with resentment and that's yeah. how they've set it up deliberately to create this kind of mm. tension between the working people of this country the working and instead of the working people saying looking at that and saying this is a bullshit system and the only one that we will accept is everybody in, nobody out. They're saying, oh, why should they get mad? They say, why should they get something? And then they end up taking it away for everybody. So it's, right, it right, is right. a, it's, uh, it's a trap that they put. And then they got these assholes hmm. on, jo- on morning Joe whining 
Whoa, proud capitalist country. Yeah, such a great capitalist, such a poster for capitalism where you can't miss one paycheck before you're on a friggin' food bank. You know, what a Man. great yeah. um, poster. You know, I mean, and they're like, that's you're proud of that? You, that's what you're proud of? For Christ's sake? <laughs> I don't know. That's yeah. can we do better than that? I don't know. I thought so. I maybe I'm I'm just a dreamer. <laughs> yeah, I may you be know dreamy. We all are because we've been taught <laughs> to dream too. I mean, I always thought, you know, as, as as a comedian on a comedian salary, you know, I thought I was doing pretty good. You know, I'm like, I think I must be like up in the, uh, you know, up in the upper ten percent or mm. something. And then I try and get a loan, and people are just laughing at me. Like, are you yeah. kidding? You can't get diddly squat. You got I'm nothing. I'm like, really? I thought I'd be able to borrow like three hundred thousand dollars. What? Like, no. no, there's no way. No, you know, you don't got no, no. collateral or something. You know, I don't right, know. right. Yeah, that's why. Like, I mean, no, there's no, this. But you. if you're if you're a tax cheat, like like Trump, you know, they'll hand it to you and they'll just, if you don't pay it back, they'll just put you on allowance. That's about it. And you'll, you'll just stiff your workers and get, walk away scot-free. That's how it works. You know, and well, de- declare yeah. bankruptcy. Well, if you started out with a silver spoon in your mouth. Right. It's like all the, I love these so-called capitalists. Oh, they're all so self-made, right? With their trust funds. Yeah, right. Telling everybody yeah. how uh, what right yeah how you know what we're what we're supposed to be we're supposed and that's yeah. the other thing we're not capital like if you're working for a living if you're trading your time for a paycheck you're not a capitalist that's not capitalism you're you're a laborer so let's get it real here you know if you're driving an Uber right that's just, it, just the way it is you know that's not capitalism you know I mean I'm so sick of that word too oh my god. Capitalism, capital, capital. Well, I mean, it's only going to get worse. I think that you're just great. You're Me? great, and you're smart, and yeah, and I really appreciate oh, your smarts you. and your, you know, telling us what's up. You know, because sometimes I, you know, you go back and you talk FDR and the deep, great deal, and I'm like, this, this good. You're very educational. Thank you. Well, I, I try. That, I like I... I like learning about history. One of the things, and I I, I love. Uh, I like FDR. I like learning about him, and it's inspirational. It makes me. It really touches me. That's why I I think about Bernie, and I believe that he is oh. he could be our next FDR if we, if how I, I mean if we deserve it. Frankly, if we if that, we gotta protect him though. We gotta protect no, I know. him because anybody like him, he's gonna get assassinated because he's got so many. <laughs> Oh, you yeah. know, he he wants to pull the whole thing, pull the whole ship and turn the whole ship well, around. Yeah, and, uh, he doesn't even, but know. that's the thing. He doesn't want to do anything that's that hasn't actually been done before. He, not, I mean, of course, we haven't had Medicare for all, right? That's coming, hopefully, um, right. sooner rather than and later. And colleges, free colleges. Yeah, he but we've had college. that before. We've had that before. We had the, the California yeah. college system was that was free college, oh. and it was the shining star of the education system in this country. And people would go to California and go to college until Reagan, you know, oh. put an end to it. When he was the governor of California, so they, oh, but, but uh, they had, that, yeah, that's the other thing. See, Republicans, it's like sometimes they'll let it slip who, like, who they actually are. 
It was during when Romney was running for president against Obama. He uh, he said yeah. he let it slip during some campaign stop that uh, you should get as much um, education as you can afford. And that is that's the Republican uh. way. You see, they don't believe that. I mean, it's really they really want to go back to exactly. And that's why I always say you don't have to. It's nothing new with the Republicans. You don't have to think uh, or look very far back to what they want to do to this country. It's we've been there before on Earth. It's, it was called the Dark Ages. OK, where you have church and state intertwined, where the rich run everything. They they own everything. Yeah. You're you can and that's it. You get as much education as you can afford. Education is the providence of the rich. You're a working class. Uh-huh. You're if you're born poor, you stay poor. That kind of stuff. If you're born rich, you stay rich. And uh, stay rich. That's it. And that's what they want. And the all that you have a certain uh, ruling class that uh, is they hand out favors to each other. And they remain in the ruling class. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I mean, that's that's it. You got to all you got to do is look at the system that Europe was under for 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 millennia. And that's the system that out of that system came the the liberal age of enlightenment, these enlightenment ideals that birthed this nation, the American experiment. Mm-hmm. And. You know, this is this was a real. Yeah, what re- happened to the age of Aquarius? What happened to that? <laughs> well, get out. That's that's Damn, just the age of Aquarius. The age of Aquarius. I know, man. right? I mean, we that's... were supposed to get enlightened. <laughs> I know we were. We were supposed to come together, got enlightened, love yeah. each other. But you can't love each other when Something. you know they talk about division and whatnot, and it's true. The reason we are divided. This is another reason is because, I mean, this is Bill Clinton, too, He uh, because of the deregulation of the media, where they they created silos of information, you know? And that's that was Bill Clinton signing the Telecommunications Act of 1996, and that's when, that's what gave us Fox News and Rush Limbaugh and all those. Uh... Yep. And that's why we went from having over 50... Um, companies owning, you know, the majority of the uh, media outlets in the country, and now we have six. And uh, then it's what? yeah, and then they came down. Like uh, for instance, uh, you weren't allowed to own a newspaper and a radio station and a TV station in one market. They did away with that, so you can have you could just blanket oh. the area with propaganda. And uh, that's what they've done. And that's how they have created a divided nation. Because we, wow. yeah, partly. And because uh, propaganda works. And we have a whole, oh, we have yeah. whole Fox News. We are, Trump- man. They, yep. Even in our business, you know, like a, a comedian, I, I would need a manager and an agent. But if I just got a press. Person. Right. I just said a PR person. That's right. That does just as much, if not more. It's true. Actually, I was so I'm not mad. I mean, it is what it is. But every time I turn around, there's a uh, there's a commercial for Whiskey Cavalier. <laughs> this is like a new show with uh, some you know the actress from Walking Dead or whatever. It's like every time I turn around, there's oh. a bus going by my face with Whiskey Cavalier. Really? There's a friggin' Wow. Yeah, and then there's on TV, and I hear it, and I'm like online, and there's a whiskey cavalier, and I'm like, 
if I only had as much somebody up, you know, doing my show, Whiskey Correct. Cavalier, yep. you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what you need. You just need somebody like that. But you know how expensive they are? I Those know. Are it's expensive. all over the place. It's like billboards. And I'm saying, yep. this they're yep. really pushing this Whiskey Cavalier. But if only somebody would push Tarabuster <laughs> like this, we'd be we'd be set. <laughs> you got to get a millionaire to do it. But I know. Down the tube, probably. <laughs> yeah, I hope I get a nice millionaire. Somebody, somebody. I need to get married and get yeah. the hell out of this country. That's what I need. Go to Ireland mm. or something. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know. I keep saying that only because I was oh. in a down mood. I get down. Oh, it's going to Ireland. I need go to go to Ireland. Ireland. Back to the blog. old country, you know. Oh, you know what I learned? Oh, we only have a minute. Oh my God. Holy crap, yeah. it's so fast. Um, I out. did the 23andMe thing. You know what I found out? That I have, uh, I thought I would be, I thought it would be boring. I'd be all Irish or whatever. But I had, yeah. Yeah. they told me I had a, I have a great, 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 great grandparent that is 100% Native yeah. American. Me. Me. Whoa. So somebody uh, that Whoa. was born between 1700 and 1790. So during the time of the American Revolution, which is pretty cool. So anyway, all right, we got to we got to sign awesome. off. I know. I'll talk about this more all next right. week. Thank you, Good Poppy Champlin. You yeah, it was great talking to you. Thank you, everybody, for hanging out. Yeah. My name is Tara Devon. Please become a patron and meet us here every Saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. I want to thank Poppy Champlin for being on the phone and give, making me feel better talking me off the ledge this is what she does you know (laughs) and check her out and you got to see poppy live and come back every week we will be here and as much as i can as much as i can you know what i mean i'm uh, all right guys (laughs) guys i love you as i always say we stick together we win and we will win my name is tara devlin thank you poppy champlin i'll see you soon